beautiful day in the seven cities. I'm Brady Parkins. And I'm Charlie Wise. And this is the Seven Stakes Podcast. We're coming at you with our week eight picks. No episode last week, a little bit of a scheduling conflict, you know, that happens sometimes. And honestly, I think, I think we, we needed a week yeah, off. Yeah, we needed a little mental break from it, I think. And the NFL gets bye weeks. This bet, is our bye week. Sports bettors need bye weeks, too. I can't say I didn't place a single bet. Um, but you know, you still got to have that practice in the bye week too. You can't just come into the next week and just There's not have done pra- anything. Practice best, so it's all right that they lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had some money on the Buckeyes, man. You know, um, we were me and Katie were in West Virginia camping, and West Virginia is beautiful. We found some Podunk bar. Got to watch the Buckeyes. They look good. I'm happy for that. Then I had to come home Monday night and watch. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones quarterback competition, which it looks like Mac Jones is getting the start this week, which yeah. I've said this before. I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, you know, but sometimes I think Patriots fans are unbearable. How can, I just don't understand how you can boo a quarterback his first drive back after an injury. They're just brutal brutal we've been spoiled with absolute success and it shows that's the reason right there it shows all right besides that moving on our week eight picks you know had a had a rough start to this season and hoping to turn it around here but it seems like a lot of sports betters are having bad luck that not yeah, it's bad not, luck or things just aren't really going their way yeah we're not the only ones it's just been a super weird year in the nfl this season and i mean you just see it week in and week out i mean just like that i mean the patriots are blowing teams out the past couple of weeks and then they came up against the bears who are terrible and just they got steamrolled by the bears i mean you see it every single week a team that you you think doesn't have any business winning beats a really good team or a team you thought was really good or I don't know, man. It's a, it is a weird, weird year in the NFL this year. And it seems like you know they have we have like almost like the two teams I consider in the top tier are the Bills and the Eagles. They, yeah, Eagles obviously still undefeated. The Bills have one loss to Miami and an absolute. It was hot. Buffalo dominant dominated the time and possession in that game. Still came up with a loss. You know. Then you get to these like second tier teams, and it's any given it's, Sunday. Oh, they're yeah. I mean, it, the amount of teams that are just sitting in that kind of like mediocre range right now is outrageous. You've got a, that, like you said, a couple good, really good teams, and everybody else is either like, I mean, obviously you have those teams that are pretty terrible, but the middle of the pack is massive right now, and it's crazy. And some of the teams that, that are underperforming right now are just shocking the packers you know the bucks we're watching them play right now they finally got a score in the first quarter um but chargers 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 have just been injuries are killing them killing them we we thought they were going to be like the super team you know and i mean they yeah i don't think we were necessarily terribly off on that one but injuries have absolutely killed them yep jc jackson just killed our um preseason bet with him bosa rashawn slater keenan allen mike williams it just non every single top tier player they have besides justin herbert's been out and maybe derwin james i guess is still in there and then for you, now. S- you still had justin herbert with the rib injury earlier yeah, in the true. season yeah and true it, true you know it's 
It's just been insane. You had the Jags come out with an insanely hot hot start, and now they drop a few games, you know? <laughs> the, the Jets J- have won, like, four games. <laughs> the Jets, really shocking everybody. The Giants, again, shocked me. It Just an absolutely insane season. Um, some big news, you know, from – trades that happened christian mccaffrey going to the san francisco 49ers it's a pretty wild one i mean it unfortunately for us in our big bet it definitely makes them even more of a favorite to win that division yep the i think last time i looked the rams are plus 185 and the i want to say the 49ers are like minus 185 so it's still pretty close a big game this, this yeah week. this the game this week is gonna be pretty like a pretty big factor in that i mean if if san francisco can win that one that's two games that they are already up on mm-hmm. the Rams this season, and yeah, that'd be the Rams haven't looked good. No, they have not. They look... <laughs> they got their own issues. Cam Akers is out of there, and yeah, I don't know. Their offensive line's terrible. Um. Also, Sam Ellinger coming in to start for the Indianapolis Colts, but you know, I don't I don't hate the decision because. No, I don't. At this point in the season, I don't hate it at all. I just hate that it's gotten to this point because I thought Matt uh, Matt Ryan would do way better than this. I thought the Colts would be rolling a little bit, but I think the nope. th- I think the thought process was definitely Matt Ryan. When you're watching those games, it feels like he is very immobile and yeah. he, he's get, he's getting sacked a lot. And oh, that's, he's getting sacked so much. And who knows? <laughs> So, yeah, Ellinger apparently can scramble around a little bit. Hopefully that mobility helps them out. And and hopefully, honestly, it just gets them a little bit more back to the formula they were with last year. We're just give that ball to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, exactly. they haven't been utilizing him at all this year. I mean, I know he got hurt for a little while there, but they haven't been just feeding him the ball like they were last year. To, and he dominated last year. That's why they were winning games last year, and they just totally got away from it, like, get back to the formula that works they've got a great defense you can hold people to like low point totals just run that ball and score points at jonathan taylor i'm trying to think of some other big news i mean obviously odell's still on the free agent market there's a lot of teams trying when it gets down to it there's gonna be a lot of teams trying to sign him yeah when the time comes where it's like officially like all right yeah he's nice and healthy it should be a mad scramble to get him, I would think. And if there's one team Come that on, needs Packers, Packers, exactly. There's one team that needs some help at wide receiver, especially. It looks like Alan Lazard might miss yeah, some games looks here. Looks like Alan Lazard is going to be out this week. They look so out of sync. Like it was the Terrible. most. You know, the, they had those. They had the first game last year where I was like, this team. They had Devonte Adams still. Then this team looks so out of sync. The just, just no rhythm. And that's what it's kind of it feels like right now. But yeah, they need to figure th- some things out for sure. You know, it's those it's those teams that normally do so well that are just not doing well this year. Yeah, very very bizarre year. But I don't know. See, there's still plenty of time to go. Hopefully, things kind of get back even out a little bit for us, and yes, get back to a little bit of what we were thinking was going to happen this season. Um. We do have a couple couple little injury things, and starting off on just a weird year, we'll go with Russell Wilson because that dude's freaking weird. Yeah. And the Broncos in general have been weird this year. Very unexpectedly bad. 
But yeah, Russell Wilson was out last week with his hamstring injury. This is after he declared that he had Wolverine blood and he healed much faster than normal people. He still sat out. <laughs> but the good news was that uh, he was doing high knees and stretching for like four hours on their plane ride to London this week. So uh, might have pissed off his teammates, but looks like he's going to be playing in London. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Just the Dude, strangest. It's just so weird. So strange. It's just corny is really what the word that Cor- comes to Very mind. corny. Just the stuff he says, you know. Because and... even just during that interview where he was like bragging about how he was doing high knees in the aisle and stretching for four hours on the flight, he just had this like corny little grin on his face. And it was like, you're, you're the only one that finds this like <laughs> comical right now, Russ. And, you know, when we when that trade happened, I was like, okay, you know, the Broncos got a good, pretty good deal. But now it looks like the Seahawks might have got the better end of oh, it. Oh, yeah, Seahawks are on a way better end of it right now. Geno's killing it. They're barely paying him anything. And Russ's weird self is in Denver tanking and, that team. And the Seahawks – Dominant defense. And, you know, the Seahawks, they're benefiting from the Broncos doing terrible because they're going to get their – first round pick next year oh this is just the start of how they're benefiting yeah benefiting from it because yeah they're getting picks next year and then their their offensive line you know we came in this season we their offensive line was ranked i want to say 31st or 32nd on pro football focus but that was only because they had rookies that were starting and they were super unsure those rookies are performing yeah and their secondary is the same way and they've got uh i can't think of his name off the top of my head but they drafted some rookie corner and like the i don't know like fourth or fifth round or something like that and he's up there like he's got the second highest odds for uh defensive rookie of the year he's just been a stud and then kenneth walker kenneth walker running offensive rookie of the year leader right now he's a stud like they're things are working out for them right now and it's this next draft is going to be even if you plan on playing geno next year which who knows what they're going to do with that because he is playing well this next quarterback draft is going to be stacked with young quarterbacks. Yeah, and even if you don't plan on playing in that first year, have him sit behind Geno, maybe. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be surprised if in a, I mean, a year or two the Seahawks are back to being like perennial Super Bowl contenders again. They figured it out, man. They really yeah, did. It and worked out is... real well for them in this whole situation. So let's let's just roll into our bets here. Uh, All right. Seven stakes podcast, seven picks coming at you. And Charlie, lead us off here. All right. We're starting out early at that London game. So you got to wake up early to see this one. Getting our kicker prop out of the way early here. We're going with Riley Patterson of the Jaguars kicking over one and a half field goals. It's plus 105. The big point in this one is just the fact that they're playing against the Broncos. The Broncos have got the best red zone defense in the league. They're only allowing teams to score a touchdown 20, 25% of drives that get into the red zone. By far the best in the league. Um, in the past few weeks, opponents have been kicking at least three field goals in... No, sorry, on the season, opponents have been kicking at least three field goals in five of the seven games this year. And then three of the last four games, opponents have kicked four field goals against them. People are getting the ball, you know, into that range but not being able to put it in for a touchdown it also helps that the broncos offense is terrible russ is throwing some picks in range to where teams are already in field goal range or you know they're just having to punt constantly but i think the jags can move the ball enough to get into range for a couple field goals 
Broncos shut them down, get a couple field goals in there for us, and yeah, cash that one for us. And that ties in with another bet, same game, that London game. We're taking the Jacksonville Jaguars under 20.5 total team points at minus 115. And like you said, Charlie, the best part of the Denver Broncos is that defense. And even I'm the same way. They can get into field goal range, but once they get into field goal range, the Broncos haven't allowed a lot of scores. And the past three weeks, the Jaguars have only averaged 16.7 points per game. Like we said earlier, they started out the season hot, starting to cool down a little bit, and they get to come against a really stacked defense. Denver has only allowed over this total once this season. So I I like them here. I like I like the fact that the Broncos are going to be able to stop them. Even though we have a field goal prop in, even if he hits four field goals and they score one touchdown, <laughs> still under this total. Yeah, I think I was telling you earlier. I mean, the I had looked up the field goal prop already, and you were looking up that one, and you're like, oh, does it really make sense to do this? But in the past, it was either past two or three games that the opposing teams kicked three field goals in each of those games, and they were still under 20 points in the game. So yep. it's not like that can happen. Exactly. All right, on to my next one is going to be DJ Moore over 58.5 receiving yards, minus 110. They're playing the Falcons this week, and the Falcons have allowed the most receptions and the second most receiving yards to wide receivers this season. In every game this season, the opposing team's leading wide receiver is top 70 yards. And we already talked about it a little bit earlier, how Christian McCaffrey is now with the 49ers. That's a lot of targets departing somewhere else. And then they also got rid of Robbie Anderson, off to the Cardinals, even more targets departed. And you really saw that last week, the first week without those two guys. DJ Moore saw 10 targets and had 69 receiving yards. Terrence Marshall was the closest next receiver in targets. He only had three. Every other receiver on the team, including tight ends, only had one target. So, I mean, he's really just the last weapon left on this team. He's very essential for them to be able to move the ball through the air at all. So I think it's safe to say that he's Going to see a ton of targets in this one against a team that doesn't do well against receiver. I like him to be able to clear this mark. Moving on, I've got the Arizona Cardinals over 22.5 total team points. You can get that at minus 115 on DraftKings. So last week, DeAndre Hopkins returns, and he gave the Cardinals a huge boost that they've been really looking for on offense. He had 10 catches and 103 yards, and it's amazing to think, but when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field, their offense just tends to score more points, and it's significantly more. So when Hopkins plays, the Cardinals average 29.5 points per game, and when he doesn't play, they only average 17.2 points. Again, back on the field, I think this is an easy cash here. like that one. Big, big change getting DeAndre back for the Cardinals there. Definitely changes their offense quite a bit. Uh, another West Coast team here we're going with, is, and I'm taking Josh Jacobs over 83.5 rushing yards, minus 125. It's going to be against the Saints this week, who in years past have really been thought of as just a dominant run-stopping defense, but that's just not the case this year. Um, you know they're, they're ranking 22nd in yards per game this season and have been gashed by quite a few running backs. They've given up over 84 yards to the leading back four times this season. And when you look at the games that they didn't give that up in, um, they had 
Leonard Fournette earlier this season. They held him to 65 rushing yards in Week 2. The Bucks are a terrible running team right now. Leonard Fournette hasn't even... that Since Week 2, Leonard Fournette has not gotten close to another 65-yard rushing game. They held Davin Cook to 76 yards. Um, you know, that was... That was an impressive performance for him, but also Dalvin Cook hasn't topped 100 yards this season. He hasn't been quite his normal self. And then just the other week, they held Joe Mixon to just 45 yards rushing, but he also only had eight carries. And with those eight carries, he was still averaging 5.6 yards per carry, which is very good. Over the past three weeks, the Saints have gotten even worse against the running backs they're allowing 5.7 yards per attempt which is one of the worst in the league um there so josh jacobs in the past three weeks has just been absolutely on a tear teams really committed to him um, in that position he's run for over 140 yards in all three games and he's gotten over 20 attempts in all three weeks so if he just gets that 20 attempts here with the saints giving up 5.7 Per attempt math there works out to 114 yards that gives us quite a good buffer there for that 84 yard mark so like him to stay hot hopefully cash that one for us another player we hope to stay hot here is jalen hurts and uh, we're taking him over 229 and a half passing yards it's minus 115 on DraftKings. Hertz has went over this number in four out of six games this season and he averages 252 yards a game the steelers ranked 29th in pass yards allowed per game and have only held an opponent under this number once this season Jalen Hurts the Eagles one of the hotter teams this season if not the hottest expect him to keep rolling here all right we're gonna finish things up with a Monday night game I don't think we've done that one yet this season so we're gonna be taking the Bengals over 23 and a half total points against the Browns it's minus 120 um, over the past couple of weeks, the Bengals have really shifted their offensive philosophy. They Early in the season, they were about a near 50-50 split run-pass offense. And the past few weeks, they've really converted over to a pass-first offense. In the past three weeks, Burroughs passed on over 60% of his plays, um, which had not happened in the first four weeks of the season. And then the past two weeks, he's actually been passing over 65% of the plays. If you look back at last season... When the Bengals passed on over 60% of their plays, they scored an average of 29.5 points per game. And then this season and last season combined, when he's passed over 65% of plays, they have not scored less than 30 points in a game, and they're averaging 34.2 points per game. Um, so I like, I think, you know, they've won their past couple games. They've, their offensive look has looked way more you know of what we expected this season in the past couple weeks so I can't imagine they're going to flip right back to going back to that you know 50-50 split of running the ball like they were before I would imagine they would stick with this same game plan that's been working out for them so I think Joe Burrow should be throwing the ball around and then going up against the Browns um, you know each team this season that has passed for at least 225 yards against them has scored at least 30 points so that's not a very high mark to get to, especially if Joe Burrow's throwing the ball a bunch. So let's look for him to be throwing the ball early, get T. Higgins involved, get Tyler Boyd involved. Unfortunately, Jamar Chase 
we heard earlier today is going to be out for four to six weeks. So that is a little bit of a, you know, knock to the situation, but they still have the receivers in place to where they can get that job done. So we're going to be sticking with that one and hopefully get us a nice little Monday night cash. And that's seven picks, Charlie. And I'm going to go over them here again. Taking the Arizona Cardinals over 22.5 total team points. Jalen Hurts over 229.5 passing yards. The Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jaguar, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars under 20.5 total team points. Riley Patterson over 1.5 field goals. DJ Moore over 58.5 receiving yards. Josh Jacobs over 83 and a half rush yards and the Bengals over 23 and a half points. And let's change our luck around this year yeah, or this week. Turn this thing this around, man. And no sage burning tonight. We're trying something different. Yep. Nope. We're done. We're done with the sage. <laughs> it was witch sage. I'm Brady Parkins. I'm Charlie Wise. This is Seven Stakes Podcast. Have a good one.